Welcome to another episode of the B Word Podcast. It's your girl, Carson Miller. This week's episode was so much fun for me to make and actually does not take place in a closet. That is right. I went to a homebrewing store and I bought all of my supplies to do my very first homebrew. So join me as I take you guys inside of my shopping experience. I know you're going to learn a whole bunch because I learned a whole bunch. And I know you're going to have fun because I had a lot of fun. So sit back, crack a beer, and enjoy this week's episode of The B Word. My name is Carson Miller. I'm a 22-year-old Colorado native, and I love beer. Here's the catch, though. I don't really know that much about it, but I'm on a mission to change that. Each week on this podcast, you'll get to follow me as I make my way from becoming a barely legal beer novice to fulfilling my dream of becoming a brewmaster, captured in real time. But I'm not going to be doing it alone. You'll also be hearing inspiring stories from some of today's most successful brewers, all while getting an inside look at what is now one of America's most booming industries. So this podcast is for anyone who loves beer. And it's also for anyone who loves stories. And if you like both, you are in the right place. If you have no idea what you've just gotten yourself into, you can find much more information on me and this crazy project at www.thebwordsite.com. I have a couple questions for you guys. Okay. This was a phone call that I had last week. Um, so I am looking to start home brewing, um, and I'm about ready to get uh, most of the stuff. It was to a place called Altitude Homebrew in Denver, Colorado. And I'm looking to come into Altitude sometime either today or tomorrow and kind of get the lowdown on stuff I might need. I might need a lot of help from someone, if that's okay. Yeah, um, I'm just getting ready to run out the door. What time were you thinking Oh, well, I can do it today, or I can do it tomorrow if it, if it works better for you. Honestly, I had been dreading the day when I would have to actually go and get all the supplies I was going to need since day one of starting this project. Because up until this point, everything has been relatively easy. I was learning brewing techniques in my spare time and tasting different types of beer. Everything was just fun. And it was all stuff that made me feel like I was still making progress, but it really didn't require me to put anything on the line. The thought of committing to building a whole brewing operation really intimidated me. And not because my money is tight or not because I didn't want to do it, but because I knew that once I did it, that's when I would start making mistakes. Tomorrow would be better. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I'll be here from 10 till three tomorrow. Okay, great. And what was your name? Steve. Steve, I'm Carson. Plus, walking up to a stranger you've never met and saying, I don't know what I need. Can you help me? And can I record you? Isn't the most comfortable thing in the world to do either. And I felt like when I told them what I was trying to do, they were going to look at me like I was insane or just full on laugh in my face. But there was no way around it. I needed supplies and it was time for a shopping spree. Okay, very good. Okay, great. I will see you tomorrow. Very good. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. When I walked in and met the owner, I basically explained to him about this podcast and my plans for brewing beer. And his first response, which I will say was totally warranted, was, you're making a podcast about homebrewing, but you've never homebrewed? And after a long, very awkward pause, I just said, yes, sir, I am. And luckily, he didn't think I was too crazy, and he actually agreed to be on this week's episode. 
All right, we are live at Altitude Home Brewing in Rhino, Colorado, uh, and I'm sitting here with Steve. Uh, hi, Steve. Hi. Um, I want to, first of all, thank you for allowing me to just come in and uh, kind of throw on you all of this. That great I, to have you in the store. Great. So, Steve, we are getting all of our tools ready to do uh, my first homebrew, correct? Right. Awesome. Um, so would you maybe go step by step what I'm going to need? Yeah, so it, I mean, homebrew is, is, is a great hobby. There are, there are about 1.1 million homebrewers in North America now, and that's down a little bit, but that's down mostly because people for a long time couldn't get beer that they like to drink. And now with the onset of so many breweries, kind of just the hobbyists that are involved in homebrewing now. People who really actually like to do it because they like creating their own recipes, they like making it themselves, they like the process that's involved with that. Kind of like people who like to bake, whether it's desserts or, or bakery items or, or that sort of thing, it's the same type of hobby. Making your own beer is pretty much just like baking, it's as simple, it's, you know, there are some things to consider, but it's pretty much just like following a recipe for making a cake. One of the things that, that we like to think about you know, in terms of, of doing it ourselves is what's involved cost-wise, equipment, you know, how much does it cost to actually make. Most people think that they might get into home brewing because it's less expensive than buying beer at the liquor store, which is in fact true if you don't count your time. A, a, a day of home brewing is, is gonna run you three to six hours. Um, so when you factor in your time, it's, it's a little bit more expensive, but we're not doing it because of the expense. We're doing it for the love of making beer. So one of the things you might be thinking about is, is you know, what kind of beer you're going to want to make, how that's going to uh, impact you equipment-wise going forward. Um, do you buy things just so that you can get into it in the short term? Uh, or do you think about, uh, you, know, you know, in the future I might be wanting to do bigger batches of beer and therefore get larger kettles or larger fermenters? Uh, and then the ingredients that are involved in all of that. So at the end of the day, it's just kind of a, a thought process to determine what kind of brewing that you want to do and how involved you want to be. And you're obviously very experienced, so I first wanted to ask you how you actually got into homebrewing. That's actually kind of a funny story. I'm not all that experienced. I've only been doing it for four years. As long as I've owned this store, uh, my wife and I had been living in Mexico and we decided to move back to Colorado and I needed a job. And one of my kids was a customer of this store, and so I... Um, offered the owner a price to purchase it. And so I bought the store from him and then actually brewed my first beer, batch of beer three weeks after I bought this store. Wow. So I really didn't know anything about it at the time. Okay. Yeah. But that didn't stop you. No, it didn't stop us. And um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been fun. I, ju I just like the community, especially downtown in the, the Rhino neighborhood. It's a great group of people and, and we like being a part of the community. Great. I myself, also, I'm very unexperienced. Um, I grew up in Golden, Colorado, and I knew that uh, I wanted to get into beer brewing. I decided after I graduated that it was going to be something I do. So I'm actually making this podcast, um, doing interviews with people in the craft brewing community, and I'm learning that there are some amazing stories out there with how people got started with brewing and the stuff they're doing with, with their businesses. So um, we can kind of shift gears now to the actual uh, items. Yeah, so we're going to talk about getting started in the extract side of the brewing um, with the idea that eventually we'll go to bigger batches and all grain brewing. And in order to kind of think that through, equipment-wise, we basically we just need something to boil in, uh, we need something to ferment in, and we need to, a tool to help us carbonate. So the, the three things that we should probably just kind of think about are, are the kettle, 
and you're probably interested in five gallons then yes yes yeah so a lot of times people will run out and they'll buy a five gallon kettle thinking that they're doing five gallon batches but that's not big enough because you have to have room uh, to do more than than five gallons to start with when you're boiling some of that's going to evaporate so ideally for a five gallon batch you probably want an eight and a half or a ten gallon kettle and we've got an eight and a half gallon kettle here uh, that would probably be a good way to start then we want to think about how you want to ferment what have you have you looked at fermenters are you interested in glass or plastic um, buckets or carboys conical fermenters there are a whole lot of options mm -hmm. depending on how you want to get started I guess my question is the difference um, for the beer versus like glass versus plastic those are the only two I'm really familiar with yeah, so there are a lot of traditionalists out there who still think that glass is the only way to go. We here at the store use plastic. Um, the reason being is because the quality of food grade plastic fermenters has really gone up. They're durable, they're, uh, they're reliable. Buckets, for example, are a lot easier to store. Um, they don't take up as much space because they're stackable. Um, it's a lot easier and then thusly an awful lot easier to clean. And then um, bottling. I usually say, you know, I go out and buy a case of Pacifico, drink the beer, and um, those labels come off really easy. Okay, that sounds like a better option. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a whole <laughs> case of beer. You get a case of beer on top. Absolutely. Of it. So you want to have bottles that don't have labels, and you want to make sure they're clean. So if you're drink, if you're collecting your own bottles, make sure that you just rinse them well after you finish drinking them. All right. So we've gone from step one to step three, and. Now let's talk ingredients and recipes. Sure. When people are just starting out, I, I recommend one of two things. Either come in and take a class and brew beer with us because we have a lot of fun doing it, or start to brew beers that you like to drink so that when your batch is finished, then you can compare the two together and see how well you did and practice making beer that way to kind of fine tune your, your skills in making beer before you start going out and doing other recipes. Okay. So what would you recommend for my first brew? What do you like to drink? I really like brown ales. Okay. I think those are my favorite, especially because fall's coming and I'm a very kind of seasonal drinker. Yeah. I love uh, the seasonal beers that come out every single year. So I was thinking something along the lines of like an autumnal like brown ale. After we finished up talking, Steve took me into the grain room. I eat it? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, this is just like breakfast cereal. And if you're like I was and you've never been in a grain room, it's a little intimidating. From floor to ceiling, there are just boxes and boxes of different types of grains with different types of names from different types of regions all over the room. Are these like Special K? Right. Wow. Okay, so that, that is 10 on the roasting. It's actually called the, the Lovabond scale. Mm -hmm. so 10. And now it was time to pick out all of the grains I was gonna need for the beer I had decided to brew. So this particular recipe is a great one. Uh, and what we're going to do now is, is we're going to do an extract batch. So we're going to use liquid malt extract as our base grain, but then it requires some specialty grains. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to pull those specialty grains. Okay, so we're doing two ounces of a black patent. 2.0. Excellent. All right, so what's next on the list? Um, we have the pale chocolate malt. I am not going to make you guys listen to every single second of my three and a half hour shopping trip, but I wanted to share it with you guys because it was such a cool experience for me. I had somehow gone from reading about hops on Wikipedia to picking out my own from a refrigerator. 
Yeah, so he's he's calling for five percent alpha acids. This is four point seven. So you could put the whole thing in there and and still be below the five okay. percent. So, I you know. From taking color coded notes on malt to actually milling my own. Check to make sure you got a bucket in there. Okay. End up on the bottom. Just pour, dump the whole thing in. Really? Just yeah. dump it all in? Okay. Plus, I even got to do a beer taste test in the store. Okay. And what kind did you say it was? This is a Belgian blonde. Belgian blonde. Cheers. Cheers. That is not something you can get at your local Target. Oh my gosh, I Pretty really good, like right? that. Yeah, yeah, I know. We, we, we like doing Belgians. And, and of course, there were those nerves that set in when I realized just how many mistakes I could make. What was the first beer you ever brewed? So the first beer that I ever brewed was actually kind of a joke. Um, the, the, the guys here who were working for me at the time when I first bought the store had been giving me a lot of grief because I didn't know how to make beer. And so one night I thought to myself, well, I'm going to show them that I know how to make beer. And I you know, spent about an hour watching a lot of YouTube videos. And, and you know, granted, we, you know, we had all the equipment because it came with the store. Uh, so I figured it was going to be easy and, and I could really show them up. I figured I could do it. So I went to the internet, and because the internet has just about every beer recipe that you can ever want, uh, and got a recipe for a Bass Ale clone. And Bass Ale is a British ale brewed in, in Barton-on-Kent in, in England. So I pulled down the recipe and I got started. And it started at about 9 o'clock at night, ended up finishing at 3 o'clock in the morning. But got the recipe together, brewed the beer, and then happened to be leaving for Mexico at seven o'clock the next morning. What I didn't know is that I pulled down a recipe for a 10 gallon batch, but I brewed it as five gallons. So the original gravity was double of what it should have been. And I got a picture from one of the guys who was working that morning. Um, the beer had just exploded out of the fermenter. There was beer all over the floor because there was too much there, there was too much sugar in there fermenting for what I had created, and it was a nightmare. Um, it actually turned out to be a really good barley wine. Couldn't drink it for a year, but we're still <laughs> drinking it now because it was just, I, I think the alcohol content turned out to be about 16%. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a big mistake. That would knock <laughs> me on the floor. <laughs> and, they, and they weren't happy about having to clean up. Right. Was, but that was, that was the first beer I ever made. Okay, so we're gonna run down the list. So we've got a awesome. kettle, okay. we've got the thermometer on the kettle, We've got the Quick Connect, a bucket and a lid, a stopper and an airlock, the testing jar, the hydrometer, the star sand, the bag, the ingredients. $301.68 later, and I was ready for battle. Well, the battle of the brews, that is. Great, so that about does it for my shopping spree. Steve, thank you so much for helping me out today. I cannot. Thank you enough for your patience and being such a good sport, and I cannot wait for you to try this brown ale I'm about to brew. Carson, I'm sure it's going to be great. Thanks for coming in. Had a really great time chatting about beer, and when you're ready, come in and let's do a bigger batch. Absolutely, and for anyone listening to this who is in or around the Denver area who is looking to get into home brewing or already home brews, I cannot recommend this place enough. This was the fastest I ever thought it could go, and I got more help than I probably deserved. So thank you so much again, Steve, and I hope you have a great one. You too. So there you have it, my very first venture to my very first home brewing store. I got my kettle, I got my buckets, I got my little tube that connects to the kettle. I don't know what these things are called, honestly, probably someone else does, but all I know is that I am so excited to brew this beer. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. And before I let you go, I have a favor to ask. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends. All you have to do is copy the link from wherever you listen to your podcasts and send it over message. If you want to know when I post new episodes, you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever. And by subscribing, you'll actually get alerts and you'll get updates when I post a new episode. I will catch you guys next week in my new fermentation station, which is basically just my parents' kitchen. And we're going to get down and dirty and actually brew this dang beer. If you can't tell, I am pretty stoked. Thanks for listening. Like I said, I'm recording this on the floor of my closet and I could use help wherever I can get it. So if you'd like to sponsor this podcast or you have any questions or comments, please shoot me an email at carson at the Cheers.